0: This episode of Tinfoil Tales comes with a content warning and a reminder that this podcast is for mature audiences only. Unless I haven't been paying attention, man, the moon doesn't
1: look normal. You keep the pressure on, correct? We stay until we win. Is that right? Yes. Yes. At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have
2: you guys been following me?
1: We're winning, folks. Okay, we're winning. We're pushing back the dark.
0: And then you ask simply two questions to find a filthy Freemason more like... Where did you go to school? Which primary school? Which high school? And who's your
3: daddy? Hello, everyone. I'm Sauce. And I'm
0: Sandy. Welcome to a special deep dive by SOS, who has gone very deep into someone who's been around for a long time, Australia's other Governor General, Teresa Van Lee Shout, which is actually how you say her name, but Lie Shout is so much better. <laughs>
3: so much better. So we held off on this one, given that her case was before the courts, but that's all been resolved now and she's back with a vengeance. So we thought it was time to take a closer look. But fair warning, clips in this episode will include high-pitched scream yelling. Oh, gosh. Oh, Teresa.
0: The woman who loved to yell about being an ex-teacher, who thought Croc Dundee should be our attorney general, and that, well, the federal police just weren't doing
3: a good job. I remember ages ago, Tom Tanakey saying that he would love to be abused by Teresa. He said that no one did like just rant abuse like she does.
0: (laughs) That would be one for the virtual pool hall. I'm looking forward to this. Full disclosure though. Soss has put this one together for our listening pleasure. And while I am across much of Teresa's antics, as we record, I'm discovering this stuff just this morning myself, perusing Soss's script. And I'm so looking forward to a real deep dive in this larger-than-life character. You are guaranteed to love this one. Right, back to Soss's script. We start the story back in 2004 when Teresa first appeared on the political scene running as an independent in the federal seat of SWAN, Western Australia. We couldn't find any info on her campaign or platform, but she got a whopping 947 votes. She ran again in 2005 in the state election for Pauline Hansen's One Nation in the southern metro region. The ticket received 2,810 votes.
3: Wow. Yeah, that's, Yeah. It's hard to know as well. Like, I had a look and it was a lot of just ticket voting. So, yeah, like I actually did go and try and see how many votes she got versus the other person on the ticket. But the majority of it was just an above-the-line vote for Pauline Hanson. So in 2005, Theresa published a book, Faith and Politics, a Framework for Australian Social and Political Life. I couldn't find a copy to read online but did note that it's carried in national and state libraries, as well as some university libraries. But it's not the only book she's written. In 2006, she wrote Enough is Enough, an analysis of September 11th, Afghanistan and Iraq. I think we know what that book might be about. (laughs) What is called Enough is Enough? I don't know. And she actually went on to write two more books.
0: So will these books form part of your book club sauce?
3: Oh, oh, I don't know. Do you want
0: to endure that for us? Oh, I don't know.
3: I don't know. I'm enduring Monica. I don't know if I could do Teresa as well. So she ran again as an independent in 2016, this time in the Victoria Park by-election, and she got 43 votes. <laughs> Forty-three. Wow, Mm. that's dismal.
0: Mm. One thing I think we know about Teresa is she doesn't do her best when others are telling her what to do. So in 2012, she decided to start her own party called the West Australian Party. March 2013 rolls around and it's time for another tilt at politics, again in the state election, where she got 361 votes. She contested as an independent, so we are to assume the party didn't pass muster with the Electoral Commission. In June of 2013, she was courted by the Australian Democrats and Catter's Australian Party for the upcoming federal election, but was ultimately endorsed by Clive Palmer's United Australia Party to contest the seat of Fremantle in federal election.
2: I'll be contesting the Fremantle Federal electorate, I'll be on the ballot paper, with Palmer's United Australia party. And I'm asking the Fremantle Federal electorate, the voters, to to vote me number one. And there are lots of reasons for that, and some of the reasons is that I've got the best vision for education of anybody in this nation. As an experienced teacher, I'm actually one of the few people qualified and experience to um, fix the education system where Liberal and Labor politicians have failed dismally.
3: But then 12 days later, she found herself disendorsed by the big man himself. At first, she refused to accept it, saying that unless she heard it directly from him, then she wouldn't believe it.
2: Well, I'm in shock because I just got disendorsed by the executive in Queensland of Palmer's United Party because I issued my vision for education to the television networks. I'm the only political candidate who can fix the education system. They can't win without me and the other thing is Mr Palmer is overseas. So he probably doesn't know. So they've done it to me from Queensland. I was going to contest the Fremantle Federal electorate. And their executive just did disendorse me, and I'm pretty sure Mr. Palmer's overseas, he doesn't know. Because I issued my vision for education without their permission, and they said they just want candidates who will toe the party line, so they're just as corrupt as Liberal and Labor. Because they just want candidates and politicians who will do what they're told and tow the party line. That's why we have so much injustice in our nation because we don't have politicians who will speak out and speak the truth about all sorts of issues. And they are just as corrupt as Liberal Labor. Sorry, Palmer's United Australia Party, their executive in Queensland. Why? Because I won't tow the party line and that the, all I'm expected to do is promote, regurgitate, spew out the The five key policies which are not good enough, and I fully support those five policies, but they are not good enough to win a federal election without a proper vision for education, without a proper vision for the health system and all the other areas. I have a master of education specialising in leadership management. I've written four books of non-fiction literature in Australia. I was born in Australia and they've just disendorsed me because, I, because I, I promote freedom of speech and I help people, you know, my fellow Australian-born people.
3: The key comment in that clip is, my fellow Australian-born people.
0: Yeah,
2: right. As
3: the reason she was disendorsed was due to her views on asylum seekers. Surprisingly, back in 2013, Clive felt that asylum seekers should be treated with more compassion. Hmm. but Teresa felt they should be sent to Christmas Island. In fact, Clive believed that in some circumstances, asylum seekers should be flown to Australia as opposed to them risking their lives in a boat. Wow. Yeah. Does he still believe that now? Yeah, I know. I I (laughs) I actually had to go back and read it a couple of times. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, So Teresa declared that this was actually human trafficking. So, yeah, Mm. Clive wasn't happy with that, and that was that. She was out.
0: Can we talk for a minute about how she mentions that she was a teacher? Mm. What a great profession it is, by the way. I believe she says she taught for around 17 years, and I know one of the subjects she taught was physical education, But back in 2013, she was already being referred to as ex-teacher. So I wish we Hmm. knew a bit more about why she left teaching.
3: Yeah. I read her registration was cancelled in 2015, but I'm not sure why. And it would be good to understand a little bit more about that. She had a lot of other things going on in her life too. She was very vocal about psychiatric treatment. After her brother underwent treatment, she says was forced And she's had a few legal battles, but we might talk about them later. It wasn't long before she found a new home and was endorsed by the Australian Protectionist Party.
2: Congratulations, Theresa, your endorsement with the Australian Protectionist Party. Woohoo! And my endorsement song is... We are one, but we are many And from all the lands on earth we come We share a dream
0: Just a side note here, I know you can't see the visuals, listeners, but looking at this clip, she looks like a senior version of Monica Smith here. It's really uncanny. She looks like Monica, but sounds like Mark Mack.
3: (laughs) So the Australian Protectionist Party was a minor far-right anti-immigration party focused on economic protectionism and white nationalism that opposes refugees and asylum seekers the Global Project Against Hate and Extremism released a report on October 5, 2022, in which it classified the Australian Protectionist Party as a white nationalist, anti-immigration, and anti-Muslim group. It was deregistered in June of 2015. As with all elections, there was a candidates forum. So on the day, Theresa hopped in her car and headed down there. Or did she?
2: This, thousands of people they've done this to. These are thousands in Western Australia. So there's my equipment. Well, it's Monday the 26th of August. I go to my car to to go, to go to work and then this is what the government does. Well, there's my equipment. I'm cutting it off because I'm not a damn cent to Liberal and Labor for all their corruptions. And corruption, there's a million reasons why. This is over parking fees, parking fees and fines. I won't pay parking fees and fines because the councils are corrupt as anything. The local government acts are only there to destroy homeowners' property rights and community rights. Now they want to make super councils and now they want to throw everyone in jail and and, uh, destroy everyone's lives for government imposed economic fees and fines. I'm not paying them cent until we get rid of Liberal and Labour politicians. And there are a million reasons why I will not pay any economic cost to the government because of their corruption. I'm not even going to pay taxation anymore. I'm not paying any taxation until we get rid of Liberal and Labor politicians. So you think you can clamp my car and it's going to make me pay you? I'm not paying you damn cent, you evil pigs. Don't you understand?
0: That's what happens when you don't pay those fines. (laughs) They come along and they put the wheel clamps on. You can hear in that clip that she is another one who believes councils have no jurisdiction and are corrupt, which is a common theme, isn't it? So she records a wide-ranging 15-minute rant while using some tools from her garage to get the clamp (laughs) off, (laughs) saying she would be laying a variety of charges. She made it to the forum, and here's a little clip. Just a PSA, you might want to turn your volume down.
3: Sherry Swiffey, a uh, local resident of CoCoV Central, thank you for the opportunity. Teresa. I just wanted to say, for somebody that has uh, two decades of experience uh, teaching economics, uh, you seem to specialise pretty well in uh,
1: supplying plenty of opinions without demand. I'm
2: publicly by you. And it agrees that
1: this country has no respect for teachers anymore. What's my Christmas
2: in his car? You know more about the economy than
1: you ever will. <laughs> I don't
2: dispute that competition <laughs> given your... Uh, and you your have right.
1: no right to, to insult me publicly. You are very my rude and disrespectful. <laughs> I do well, we'll let the audience learn a lot of that. Can we just... Sir, would you just...
3: That forum was something else, to be honest. She certainly gave the crowd a very clear insight into her beliefs and received 205 votes in that election. So they obviously didn't like what they saw. <laughs>
0: She was busy in 2014 running in the Australian Senate special election where she received 169 votes. Um,
3: what's a special election, sauce? Well, I'm glad you asked, Sandy, because it's actually a great <laughs> no example idea. of how rigorous our voting system actually is. So the special election was held six months after the 2013 Australian federal election. The original result of that election was voided on the 20th of February 2014 by the High Court of Australia, sitting as the Court of Disputed Returns because 1,375 ballot papers were lost during an official recount in November 2013. Wow. The High Court ruled that because the number of lost ballots exceeded the margin for the two remaining Senate seats, the only acceptable remedy Avoid the result and hold a special election. So there so you go. So there was
0: actual election misconduct, I guess? Correct.
3: So remember ballots went missing when the captain and his mate were talking about missing ballots and how you can just do that. Well, this might be the proof that you actually can and they actually yeah, exactly. do count the ballots.
0: Well, there you go.
3: There you go.
0: Well, that is interesting and does show that all votes matter. Yes. <laughs> She then ran in the vast state by election, announcing her campaign with a bikini video. I'll
2: be contesting the vast by election in WA as a result of Troy Buswell's resignation. I'm doing, this. I'm doing this video so you look at my other videos my economic vision, my vision for education, and the other social justice issues that I campaign on. So, in the vast by election, cast your vote.
0: Number one. Uh, sorry there are no visuals for this <laughs> for this
3: podcast audio All podcast right. in fairness though she looked good in a bikini
0: <laughs> she did yeah don't i know so she was back running as an independent and this time received 274 votes she continued with her wacky approach for the next election, this time in the seat of Canning by election in 2015 when she announced in a dance video, yep, she was dancing around her lounge room holding up signs about policies with ACDC and Katy Perry blasting in the background. She received 539 votes as an independent but told everyone she was starting her own party, Voters' Rights.
3: So just to keep everyone on their toes, in 2016, she ran with a running mate for a Senate seat in New South Wales. That ticket received 3,871 votes. In 2018, she pops up in the Batman by-election in Victoria, again as an independent. This is the blurb about her for that election. Perennial candidate for eight state and federal elections, most recently the Canning by-election in 2015. Van Leishout is a self-published author on social, theological and political issues and founder of the unregistered Voters' Rights Party. Unfortunately, the Voters' Rights Party was also denied registration by the AEC. I wonder why. Mm.
0: And finally, her last political campaign was in 2019 when she ran in the newly formed federal seat of Cooper in Victoria. She finished last with 1,660 votes. So that was a lot of elections. (laughs) That
3: was a lot of elections. I did not know that, to be honest. No, no, No. neither did I.
0: I guess, uh, yeah, perennial was Mm. the right word. (laughs) I'm not sure her policies changed much across the journey, which does kind of tell you that her beliefs are out of touch with what most people think. Teresa constantly talks about being born in Australia. She says it to describe herself and that she will stand for all Australians born here. Cast your mind back to the clip we played earlier where she said, My fellow Australian born people. Unfortunately, she doesn't just say it in her political speeches. Here is a clip from 2019.
2: Are you a Christian?
0: You're What's it got idiot. to do with you?
2: Are you a Christian? What's it got to do with you? Because I'm an Australian board teacher And so what? And I'm in so the federal what? election That has
0: nothing to do with
2: and? anything That has everything to do with you. You are literally a racist idiot what? That's all you are Okay, you're here to vote for Liberal Labour oh, no. So t- we can be murdered Who? That's it. What? Who? Foreigners are brought here for votes, so Australian-born citizens can be Wow! Wow! Yeah. You're an absolute tool. Well, you know what? You have to respect me.
0: Why do I respect you? you? Because... Why?
2: Because I was born here and I'm a teacher. And what's that got to do man. with anything? You, you
0: are absolutely crazy. What's that got to well, do with anything? Where
2: country are you from? This is not where I'm I from. If I go to your country and destroy your rights, what do you say about that? I'm going to go to your country and destroy all your people's <laughs> rights and make you all unemployed and homeless and drugged. How, about How would you like that? Be That's serious? That's what those politicians you know what? are doing to my you know people. What? You should be ashamed my of people. yourself. You're a racist. Hey, we're being murdered, ladies. Oh, by, who? Yes. by who? By you? Some politicians who killed the
1: Aboriginal a, people. They killed the Aboriginal people and they murdered... Sweetheart, you did not me. I'm, I'm in
3: federal election. I'm in federal election. You're Anglo-Saxon. Oh, yes. there you go. People... So Teresa was walking up the street and bumped into, literally bumped into two Nigerian men who said, hey, watch what you're doing. And, well, you heard the rest. The last woman's voice that you heard was actually a passerby who stepped in to defend the two men. Pretty gross, but maybe not surprising, given the clip we heard earlier from that candidates forum. Yeah. But she doesn't just have a long political history. She also has a bit of a backstory when it comes to legal matters. And a couple of them might explain why psychiatry is such a strong focus. So back in 2011, she tried to act on behalf of her brother as his enduring power of attorney and guardian in a case against a Western Australian mental health service. However, a friend of the court can only act through a solicitor. She believed that was in contradiction of legislation aimed at protecting people's human rights, but the court didn't agree.
0: In another case relating to her brother, she attempted to claim compensation for damages and defamation after the public advocate applied for a violence restraining order against her on behalf of her brother. Mm. The public advocate sought to have it dismissed as frivolous and her case was dismissed. Back in 2012, she was convicted and fined by the council for placing election signage on her fence and the council told her it was contrary to planning permit and told her to take them down. Oh, this reminds me of Darren Bergworth. Mm. (laughs) She didn't and a prosecution commenced. She wasn't in court for the hearing and was fined $2,000 plus $5,000 in costs. Naturally, she appealed. Her submission was a little disjointed with the magistrate saying... Whether she is unable or unwilling to clearly state her grounds, I do not know. The fact is that the grounds are not, as stated, proper grounds. They are a confused and confusing collection of assertions. The only course remaining is to list the matter for a hearing to determine whether leave to appeal should be granted.
3: So it was so confusing to the magistrate that she was allowed to appeal just so that the magistrate could work out what she was saying. (laughs)
0: it would appear so. So her appeal covered defamation, breach of human rights, political freedom, and questions about the council even being legitimate. Of course, that one would be in there. And just a reminder, this is 2012, so she's ahead of her game here. So this time around, the magistrate summarised as follows. Her submissions consisted largely of political rhetoric and were short on legal substance. She sought to support her arguments by extensive references to the Bible. She made wild, unsubstantiated and scandalous allegations of dishonesty and corruption. She attempted to bully the court by threatening to publish her allegations on the internet.
3: (laughs) Wow. So it didn't work, and the council then tried to recoup their costs. An order was sent to Teresa, who returned serve with multiple abusive emails, clearly stating her position that she wouldn't be paying costs. So the court added $4,000 to her bill, and that's (laughs) how she ended up with the wheel clamp we heard about earlier,
1: the unpaid
3: fines. But unfortunately, cutting off the wheel clamp then resulted in one count of criminal damage and one of stealing she didn't attend court and a warrant was issued for oh her my God. arrest. <laughs> it's
0: just snowballs.
3: So then she was arrested and taken <laughs> back to court for a mention hearing where she entered a plea of not guilty and was placed on a bond to attend the next court date. Right. But she didn't show up. And so another <laughs> warrant was issued. <laughs> this time, though, she had written to the court to let them know she wasn't coming as she'd lodged an oh. appeal. That appeal was 17 paragraphs long and included references to extortion, stealing, human rights abuses, defamation, corrupt politicians, (laughs) and more. Her appeal was denied.
0: Oh, my gosh. So she later referred to the trial as a Nazi fascist process and called for the judge to be arrested. This was reported in the Mandura Mail and they were then inundated with voicemails from Teresa. During her trial, she actually didn't return from the lunchtime adjournment and told the court she just wasn't happy with how things were going. (laughs) That case took such a long time. appeals. Non appearances, arrest warrants. And while we don't know the outcome from the case, I think it's safe to assume she was issued more fines. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that's the backstory. So she landed in Melbourne just before COVID and she jumped straight into it when it came to protests. She was actually on the steps of Parliament all the way back on the 10th of May 2020 the day that Thanos said the vaccine was the mark of the beast and then got arrested. Craig Cole was arrested that day too. And it was actually the first time we caught sight of Nick Patterson.
2: Well, it's the politicians and the globalists. It's the lawyers and the bar maybe. And Bill Gates, George Soros. It's funded to promote their globalization New World
3: Order. While she appeared in some protests in regional Victoria during the remainder of 2020, she actually spent most of the time complaining that other leaders in the freedom movement didn't share her videos or invite her onto their shows.
2: Next person to blame is, I'm going to blame Arby Yemeni of Rebel News. You are to blame for the lockdowns in this country. And the reason is, is because six or seven years ago, you were on my Facebook friends list for nearly six months. And in all this time, you failed to interview me. You failed to publicly promote my political work. You failed to publicly promote my political vision. You failed to upload any of my videos all this time. And now you've got a big following and we are in lockdown. So you are 100% to blame. You are 100% to blame RV Yemeni for the fact that Australia is in lockdown for failing, in, failing to interview me. So everyone, I want you to unlike his pages, unsubscribe to his YouTube channel until he interviews me. RV Yemeni, you have to interview me 10 times this year, 2021. I want 10 interviews from you to make up for your failure to interview me. I'm the rightful, divinely appointed political leader of our nation.
0: And she had something else on her mind too, something that would become a singular focus and ultimately land her in jail. Right.
2: And um, the World Freedom Days, uh, you know, there was one on the 20th of March, just before I go into the arrest warrants bit, 20th of March, there's another one on the 15th of May, World Freedom Days, where the people of the world in each country have been going out exercising freedom now that's okay but it's like an outing for the people there needs to be more than that there needs to be people go out in public when they get together they need to go in large groups and go to these politicians offices and arrest them take handcuffs and take whatever you need rope whatever and grab these politicians arrest them grab the the chief health medical officers whatever you want to call them that are driving this lockdown garbage, uh, go and look for them and arrest them with rope or handcuffs and do it in big groups. And this is what the people need to do. The people need to do it and they need to bring the police along with them to, to help them.
0: She started visiting offices of different politicians, mostly just her and someone to hold her camera, to let them know what she thought. Bear in mind this is at the height of lockdowns, so the offices were empty. But that did not stop her. <laughs> this clip is from out the front of James Merlino's office.
2: First of all, I'll read out the names of the politicians being arrested today, April, for arrest warrants, and then I'll read the charges out. So in Victoria, we have James Merlino here, Labor politician, and Daniel Andrews, Victoria Labor politician. I already issued a warrant for him from the 1st of March. Michael O'Brien, Victorian Le- Leader of the Liberal Party. Gladys Berejiklian, New South Wales Liberal Leader. And Jody McKay, New South Wales Labor Leader. Anastasia Palajuk, uh, Queensland Labor Leader. And David Crisafulli, Liberal State Leader in Queensland. Stephen Marshall, South Australian Liberal Party Leader. Peter. Peter Malanuskas, South Australian Labor Leader. Michael Gunner, Northern Territory Labor Leader. Leah fin- Finocchiaro is the Country Liberal Party Leader in the Northern Territory. Peter Goodwain, Liberal Leader, Tasmania. Rebecca White, Labor Leader, Tasmania. Mark McGowan, Labor Leader, Western Australia. Opposition Leader, Liberal Leader, I don't have that name written down, but arrest warrant for that person as well. Sorry, missed that one out. Andrew Barr, Labor leader, ACT.
0: (laughs) Tell me you're irrelevant as a politician without telling me.
3: That's a little bit (laughs) embarrassing for that one politician that she couldn't remember. Too bad we don't know who was. Every other politician (laughs) apart from that guy, whatever (laughs) his name was,
0: (laughs) couldn't even be named in this fake bloody fantasy of hers. Totally forgotten.
3: So Merlina's office was actually quite tame, to be honest. She read out a lot of charges, a lot of clauses and sections of the Crimes Act, but it was at Greg Hunt's office where she did her best work.
1: Our rights for the sake
2: of our children. Thanks, Jackie. And Jackie will be speaking a little bit later as well. And my intention politically is actually to appoint Jackie Dundee, a Supreme Court, um, a judge of the Victoria Supreme Court and I'm hoping to, with all the, uh, Jackie Dundee, well with, with her consent and with your consent of course and people like Peter Little and um, Graham Jeffs who's coming down here later, I want to see those three people appointed Chief Justices or Judges of the Victorian Supreme Court under the Constitution sections 51, 52, 61, 62, 63, 64 in the administration of justice so that we can punish those politicians and their government workers and as I say right now, there are people being ejected and killed Jackie's just too nice, usually Uh, This man here, Greg Hunt, he is a murderer Okay, He wants to kill you and 25 million Australians with pharmaceutical drugs And the word pharma is Greek for poison. Pharma K, Greek for poison. Now, I'm a teacher. 25
0: years uh, have been qualified teacher.
2: I have a Bachelor of
0: Arts. (laughs) Again with the teacher. Just to quickly clarify and help people keep up with us, the people she named as to who she wants to appoint as judges of the Victorian Supreme Court were (laughs) Jackie Dundee, Peter Little and Graham Jeffs and they are soul sit anti-vaxxers. Could you imagine? <laughs> so there are about 30 people there and about 10 or so cops who are standing in front of Greg Hunt's office but you know who wasn't there? Hmm the media. So naturally Teresa had a plan for that too. Oh god it's tunnels under the ground trafficking kids slash pretend you're a government <laughs> official and harass medical
3: receptionists. Jeff O'Toole. <laughs> Uh, apparently, he was let off for of that after a long, drawn-out process. But let's take a listen to Theresa endorse him and someone else you might find interesting.
2: This man here, Jeff O'Toole, he should be in charge of the Channel 7 studio in Melbourne. Yep. This man here, Jeff O'Toole, yeah give him a round of applause. Yeah. I want you to clap this man right here because I'm going to tell you some things about this man which are very, very, very special. This man is the—it's probably one of the best in my professional opinion as a teacher and researcher. He is the best, one of the best reporters in this country. Yeah. And he lives in the state of Victoria. Yeah. So this man should be, cha- he should be put in charge of Channel 7 and have his own staff and kick those staff out of Channel 7 that don't put it on the news in the next 24 hours. Go and arrest them and put this man in charge of Channel 7. And, uh, and, and I would also invite the unshackled to come up here. Come up, Miss, uh, Mr. Wilms. Would you come up here? Stand, stand with us? Oh, come up here! I'd like to introduce you to the public. This gentleman here is Mr. Wilms, you me hold and it? he has, and he has, um, he has a media service uh, called The Unshackled. And for many, many, many years, this man, uh, Mr. Tim Wilms, has been speaking out for the for the people of this country, as well as Jeff too. Now, now, Mr. Wilms should be put in charge of a media studio in this state, like the ABC or Channel 9 or whatever studio, because this is what we need. We need they don't come down here this afternoon the police should go and arrest those media people in those studios, Channel 9, Channel 7, ABC, and put these two
3: men in charge Ha the unshackled preferred platform of people, and I use that word lightly, like Andy Notch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Andy is the fuckwit who drew the penis on Euridice Dixon's memorial in Melbourne. Remember that? Sounds like a top-notch
3: media outlet, doesn't it? Yeah, Tim absolutely didn't want to go and stand next to her, by the way. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He should just own it. She is
0: his audience. Mm. They are in the same camp. (laughs) And she's
3: appeared not that long ago on his show, too. So she was like hyper-annoyed by people wearing masks that day. She just kept going on about how the country needed people with clear airways. Oh, God. Clear airways, good Christians who would take their muzzles off.
0: Celebrate this great day,
2: this great day in front of this matter's office. This is my office now, Theresa Van out, And what I want is my name put on it with the words Governor-General under the Constitution of Australia... Section 61, 51, 52, 61 to 64, the administration of justice for the people of this nation. So this is my office. And if this man comes near this office in the next 72 hours, we'll go to Canberra and arrest him. I'll do that with you in a bus and go there and arrest that man and jail him for crimes against a whole range of crimes. And later I'll read out the legislative provisions for that as well.
3: I loved... The detail in that clip where she says, and we'll get in a bus and we'll go to Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the charges that were being laid against politicians related directly to COVID, much like Jackie Dundee, Theresa believes vaccines were in direct contravention of the Constitution.
2: Police, When they start acting to uh, jail and arrest these lockdown politicians, these politicians that have said... Because I swear to God, if those crates get off that dock down there in Sydney and out of that warehouse, uh, what's going to happen? They're going to distribute it to the states by the 8th of March. We've only got till the 8th of March to act. Because they want to distribute it to the state governments and after that, they'll start injecting it into you. After the 8th of March, they'll start injecting it into you, the elderly, the vulnerable and everyone else and it's 25 million Australians. And it's another genocide as well. So we've got to get—we've uh, got to get that those uh, crates and colours of the AstraZeneca, the AstraZeneca that's down there, and the and the um, the port in um, Western Sydney it came in on the plane Sunday morning. It came in on the plane yesterday, and then it was uh, transported to some uh, depot, secure location, and it was spent. You know, if it's been guarded by the military or the Navy, I just told you that under Section 68 of the Constitution, they're under my authority. So I want the military and the Navy and the Federal Police and the State Police to go down to that warehouse in Western Sydney, where it is, and we to push those crates I want you to push those pallets of, of AstraZeneca, the poison, the pharmaceutical poison they want to inject into you, the so-called vaccine. I'm not going to use that word, the V word, because it's a lie. It's a vaccine or it's a cocktail of uh, toxic fill. You're going to push those crates into the ocean. I want you to push them into the ocean because that's what they deserve for this murder of the people.
0: Can you imagine just a bunch of people trying to push crates of vaccines into the ocean? (laughs) At one point she said ScoMo should be pushed in too.
3: I think the visual as well, as she's saying push them in, she's actually with her hands like doing the motion of pushing the crates. It's odd.
0: (laughs) That clip is from another visit to Greg Hunt's office where she called on the police to break the door down as it was now her office. (laughs) She also found a couple of blokes to act as her witnesses, but then they got her all confused.
1: That's a dog.
0: Yeah, they're dogs. That witness is right.
2: He's correct. They are dogs. What? They're worse than dogs. You know, dogs are lovely creatures. I okay. pat them and hug them. These a parasite. Parasite. There you go. That's a better. That's a better adjective. Parasite. Actually, a, par- a uh parasites a noun isn't it oh well pretty close (laughs) yeah whatever nouns adjectives verbs you need to use to describe these uh criminals these monsters these murderers i just call them murderers it's not m for murder it's not sorry it's not n for member
0: anymore it's m for murder that's what it is (laughs) she's supposed to be a teacher
3: So after the first Greg Hunt protest with Jackie, Peter Little and co, Theresa found herself very much on the outs with the freedom movement. People felt she was just too erratic and was doing harm to the movement, so she wasn't asked to speak anymore. But moves were afoot behind the scenes. A group of patriots calling themselves Equity of the People's Nation started having some meetings, with talk turning to the federal police. A video appeared on Telegram with a static picture of AFP Commissioner Rhys Kershaw and the comment leaked audio from a police briefing in Australia. Preparations to take down the Australian leaders. But it wasn't Commissioner Kershaw. It was Shane Murphy, who, along with Jamie McBain, were Theresa's appointed federal police commissioners. (laughs) The recording details plans to have in-person training to train people on how to issue arrest warrants and how to arrest someone. They wanted fit, healthy, well-disciplined people who were also well-versed in common law, people who would be ready to step up. The primary focus of the group was to make arrests using the charges detailed by Teresa. But they also said this,
0: We're not here to harm the government, to blow up the government, to hurt the government, to do nothing to the government in that way, shape or form. As I said, this is not a terrorist act. If you think you're going in there guns blazing and it's going to be all fun and games, this is not a game. I want to put that straight to everyone. It's not a game you're signing on for, something that could be dangerous. Now, some of you will be armed, may be armed, some of you may be armed. That's the way it is. Right, so he goes on to say that he has been in communication with serving police and that they are in support of any action.
3: Mm. So Hmm. you can imagine how quickly this swept through Telegram, Facebook, Rumble. It got close to 100,000 views. Eventually a comment appeared saying that it wasn't Commissioner Kershaw, but the horse had bolted. So the next meeting started with Murphy saying there was too much talk of people bearing arms and that he reiterated that wasn't the purpose of the group. Again, he said it was to arrest people for their crimes.
0: He did slip up a few times and then had to backtrack and say, we aren't here to overthrow the government. The group was introduced to the new federal police minister, Laurie Carr, appointed by the People's Governor-General who ran as a candidate for Rod Cullerton's Great Australian Party, and he reiterated that they were focused on arresting criminal politicians. So after 50 minutes or so of them trying to make it all sound very peaceful, professional and organised, the Governor-General joined the chat. Of course, Theresa reminded everyone that she is a teacher of 25 years and is Australian-born. Unfortunately, someone in the comments said that David Hurley was the GG and that did kind of trigger her a bit.
3: Mm. Someone else asked how she got that title and she said, by God Almighty, that it was a divine appointment.
0: So the GG spoke about the constitution, that any police that joined them would be welcome, that people who want to just seize a building would be welcome, that if you show up, you would be appointed to her police force.
3: Only if you are an Australian-born citizen. <laughs> well, there is that too. Yes, yes of yes, course. Yes. She also wanted people to seize ports, airports, gold mines, diamond mines. Then they opened the meeting up for questions. And someone asked if Ricardo Bosey supported this. She tells the group that she actually had intended on appointing him Minister for Defence, (laughs) but that he wasn't interested in joining her. Of course not. She also tells them that they had badges made up. So then it went left. A lot left.
2: Well, the whole country has to be in uproar about going to find these political criminals and get them locked up. Now, I understand Commissioner Murphy said earlier, I listened to what you said about the people of this country, if they've got arms or or they want to go, and some people are saying, take your arms and go and shoot the politicians. Now listen, if the people of this country, if the people of this country want to do that, well, they're 100% justified to do it. I'm not going to stop them. I'm not going to tell them not to do it because they are killing the people of this country and killing the children, and they're killing people with the masks and the injection. And the tracking and the tracing and no travelling and, uh, suicide and all this. And it just goes on and on and on and on, doesn't it? So I, I, I agree with the people of this country. If they have arms and they want to go hunt down these politicians and hang them in the streets or even shoot them or, or go and tie a sheet, a sheet over their head and, and rope around them and put them in a boat and take, take, take them to the ocean and drown them in the ocean, do what Jesus said to do. In the new testament drown them in the ocean if the people of this country want to do it if they want to do it then they should do it i won't do that i won't go with i don't have a firearm and go and do that but if the people of this country decide to do that to protect themselves and protect their children and protect their families in the face of politicians killing the people then they are 100% within their own right to do it. Because that is exactly what they are doing to the 25 million people of this country. They are using a needle like a gun and they have already been killing, they have already been killing the people of this country with the gun and the needle, like with the injection of the psychiatric system. Uh, and and injecting the people and killing the people of this country for years and years and years and years and decades and decades and using the needle like a gun. So then if the people do that in self-defence, that is 100% self-defence, exactly. Somebody just wrote that. Self-defence is exactly what it is. And if the people of this country do it, then that is 100% their decision. They are entitled to do it. If they deem that necessary to protect their own families and communities, then that is what that is best, that is self defence. That is not a, that's not vigilante, that's self defence and that is uh, that is uh, in a in a in a, uh, in, a in a war situation. In a war situation, uh, the people there saying, "Well, oh, that's you know, that's not good to encourage that garbage because you're going to sit back and let people be murdered." That's what you've been doing for decades and decades in this country already.
0: <laughs> that's True. what
2: you've been doing in this country already, sitting back and letting the police kill the people and letting these uh, death doctors kill the people with injections. And the people sitting here and around this country have already been letting letting them do it and they, they let the people of this country let those politicians and their police murder all those al- aboriginal people they yes. let them murder you already let them murder the aboriginal people so basically everybody's guilty really in that sense
0: and how do people in other states such as victoria get involved i know that we've mentioned one venue will there be well, other every
2: states? state is involved every state is already involved there's commissioners in every state Fantastic.
0: And, and, uh, yeah. And that information. You know
2: what someone's saying here. Look, you don't want violence, okay? You, this is a war situation. But when our officers go in there to arrest and seize it, seize a, seize a building or anything like that, then basically, basically, they're putting their lives in danger. They're putting their lives in danger. So, so, so if the people of this country. Need to use whatever means possible to protect themselves and protect the other people of this, uh, their neighbours and their communities. They should do it. That is not that is not encouraging violence or insurrection or whatever whatever garbage you want to say about that. It is self defence, mate. It is self defence. I fully really agree. Okay, because you already the people in this country already sat back and let them their neighbours and their relatives be murdered already by the government. So, this is all about self-defence of the people. That is what it is.
3: Okay. Um, Thank you very much for um, answering some questions. We have now gone 10 minutes over time, but we appreciate everybody um, who's been on and all the questions. So, we're going to end the evening now and um, we'll put some snippets up on the website. Thank you very much. Good night, everybody.
2: Great. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, you know what? People don't want to follow that. Oh, don't want to follow her. What? Well, off you go. Off you go and jail them. Off you.
0: In the days following the Zoom, people were trying to put as much distance between themselves and Teresa as possible. That her federal police commissioners did it. And in an earlier episode, we played a clip of Tricky saying he had nothing to do with it. And here's Dave O'Nees doing the same thing.
1: And this, I guess, movement that is being led by Teresa Van Leishout, I just wanted to make it clear to our community, crystal clear, that I'm in no way supporting of her or her views and anything that she's leading. I think that what she said and did last night was profoundly damaging to our community and to the movement, to the freedom movement here in Australia, and I want no part of it.
0: Dave Onegs really does need to do public statements because he is one of the most public faces of the mm-hmm. movement. So if something makes the movement look bad, it's going to make him look bad.
3: <laughs> yeah, which I think is why Tricky did it as well. Yes, although I think Tricky was actually in the Zoom, um, but I don't oh, okay. think I don't think O'Neigs was.
0: Ah, but others laid the blame at who they thought were real federal police officers, angry that they didn't back Teresa up. Some felt they were working undercover for the government. Mm. <laughs> On august second, twenty twenty one, the Australian Federal Police Counter Terrorism Commissioner announced they had arrested a Perth man and charged him with impersonating a Commonwealth public official. Six search warrants had been executed across three states as part of their investigations into a group of people holding anti-government sentiment. The warrants were executed in Brisbane, Cairns, Townsville, Petersborough in South Australia and two locations in Perth, including Tuart Hill. Police allege the man arrested claimed to be an AFP official during an unsuccessful attempt to obtain stamps and ID badges bearing the official AFP logo. Investigators had been made aware of a shipment of three boxes of replica AFP badges to a house in Cairns where a member of the group lived. The boxes were
3: found dumped in the local creek. Commissioner Scott Lee said, we have found no evidence this group has the ability or has actually attempted to carry out specific violent acts in support of statements made by members of the group. The warrant that was executed in Petersburg, South Australia was for Teresa, but she had gone into hiding. On September 9, 2021, she was charged with impersonating a Commonwealth official and importing fake badges into Australia. When she appeared in court in January 2022, bail was denied. But then in March, she was granted bail with conditions. She would be electronically monitored. She couldn't use the Internet or social media wasn't to contact Marcus Jensen, the Perth man that was also charged, or her police commissioners. She also had to attend weekly mental health treatments. At this stage, she was yet to enter a plea. In an April hearing, her counsel insisted she was mentally incompetent and questioned whether she would have a mental incompetence defence available to her. Teresa didn't agree. Of course, She not. insisted she was of sound mind. <laughs> She was back in court in September 2022, where two psychiatrists found her competent to stand trial, but incompetent to have committed a crime because she suffered from a delusional disorder.
0: And there you have it, guys.
3: The doctors stated that Teresa didn't realize her actions were wrong, meaning she should be sentenced to treatment and not jail. Her lawyer said Teresa would resist any attempts to declare her incompetent, to which she responded, I will not cooperate with this. I'm sick and tired of being treated this way. I'm sick and tired of it. To which the magistrate answered, will you be quiet? I am trying to look after your interests.
0: By May 2023, she had sacked her lawyers and was back in court, telling the magistrate she had been arrested, drugged, persecuted, and that her freedom of speech had been stolen. Her new lawyer asked for her bail to be relaxed so she could travel and use social media. He also stated she wanted to be tried in front of a jury of her peers. (laughs) The prosecutor disagreed, saying her bail should be tightened as she participated in a YouTube interview and had been using Twitter, which he said displayed she had no ability to control herself. He stated, She suffers from a diagnosed delusional disorder that she will not accept to which Teresa interjected, that's defamatory. She was then placed on tighter conditions, banning her from Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, BitChute and Telegram. In September 2023, Teresa advised the court she was pleading guilty under duress but was told by the magistrate the court would not accept the words under duress. The court gave her time to consult with her lawyer and she returned to the dock and pled guilty. As she was leaving the dock, she said, wait till my book comes out, which details the government's crimes against me are a thousand times worse than anything I've ever done or said. That's (laughs) another one for your book club. I can't wait.
3: Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. This one. one, Big time. (laughs) In October 2023, Teresa returned to court for sentencing. Her lawyer asked the court to release her without further penalty as her offending was as a result of her strict moral compass rather than a mental disorder. Commonwealth prosecutors asked the magistrate to imprison her for her role in what was actually a coup attempt. They said her offending was of a very serious nature. The maximum penalty was two years in jail. The magistrate acknowledged the time Teresa had already spent in custody and home detention and sentenced her to two months for falsely representing herself as a Commonwealth officer backdated to her arrest in September 2021, meaning she didn't have to return to custody. She was also fined $200 for the importation of the badges.
0: Wow, so what a long-drawn-out saga. Arrested in September 2021 and final sentencing in October 2023. Mm. Since then, Teresa is back on social media, recently appearing on Guru's show, and is also a regular visitor to Twitter Spaces. Hopefully she's taking things a bit slower these days,
3: Sos. Sos? Well, I was in a Twitter space a few weeks ago where she was telling everyone all they need is a thousand people to go on a rest
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. That was quite a journey and we hope your ears are okay. Just a reminder, you can find us on Twitter, Sauce149 and SunnySandyL with two E's. And we have the podcast Twitter up and running too. You can find that one at tinfoiltales underscore AU.
3: And if that isn't enough, head over to our Patreon where you'll find some book reviews and some other bits and pieces. All links are in the show notes.
0: All right, stay tuned to listen to Teresa recently speaking in a space with Guru and the crew. Bye. Bye.
1: Teresa, you got your hand up, done?
2: Oh, hi, Guru. I just wanted to uh, tell everyone um, about our interview, what you, you and Kaz interviewed me, and thank you again for that. And that's on my yep. Twitter. Twitter uh, timeline and and encourage uh, everyone here to watch that. And also follow me on Twitter and I'll follow you back. And um, because I want all Australians to know that we tried to get those lockdown politicians arrested and jailed in 2021. And um, that needs to be, people need to know we tried that. And those arrest warrant videos are still on the internet. They're still on my YouTube channel. There's two on there and they're on my BitChute channel. There's two and they shut my Facebook down, 2021, but I've got a new one running. Um, Those arrest warrant videos, uh, the arrest powers are the people's power to arrest under Section 3Z of the Crimes Act 1914 to arrest the lockdown politicians and the uh, police powers of arrest without warrant under Section 3WA of the Crimes Act 1914. And we know that the police are pretty corrupt. But we have to keep trying to teach the police that they need to jail, arrest and jail the lockdown politicians. And I also issued arrest to stop them, you know, harming the 26 million people of Australia. And I also issued arrest warrant against that David Hurley. He's just a criminal. And uh, Brendan Murphy and Paul Kelly and that John Fruin of that uh, COVID-19, uh, COVID shield, Operation COVID shield, where they use the military to help inject Inject the people with that uh, COVID injection, the monsters, and um, yeah. So we got the power to arrest, and uh, we have. To, I believe we need to keep promoting that and pushing that because they have, I think they're not providing leg- legitimate elections in Australia. I've been going in elections since two thousand and four, um, and I'm sure I'm getting more votes than what they're saying. And uh, how do we stop them when um, you know, basically they just do whatever the hell they want to us for 200 years and we need to really get them physically arrested and locked up? And is to turn to... a
1: matter of yours just turned up on the bike, or no,
2: no sorry, that's somewhere. I thought
1: you're there. at a dive yeah. bar. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I, was... <laughs> I only bring in jokes quickly. No, you're all yeah, right.
2: Okay. all right i um, sorry,
1: and Coco, just quickly, I was looking at your profile, I couldn't see anything of David, so anyway. Sorry, Guru. So good. I'll, I'll, I'll get we'll get yeah, it. I'll get back to work. Give me a second. Okay. Teresa.
2: Yeah. Um, no, just saying that um, those arrest warrant videos, they can be emailed to police stations because at the end of the day, the police are just human. Uh, even though they don't act like it half the time. But they're going to be judged by God and Jesus and they're accountable to God and Jesus. They're just like anyone else. They put their undies on the same way we do. They're just people and they're going to be, uh, you know, condemned if they don't help us and um, help regain uh, control of our own country. Whereas these criminals in our parliaments and their senior government are just a bit, basically people know that they jailed me, assaulted me, tortured me, tried to kill me and made me suffer for over two years. For putting those, um, you know, arrest warrant videos up, but uh, and how criminal they are, and how dangerous they are, that we need to get the, p- these people arrested and removed, physically rem- arrested and uh, removed. Um, and these police, call themselves police, uh, they have a responsibility and an obligation to help the twenty-six million people of this country. Uh, because we're all going to be judged by God and Jesus for what we do in this life And that's a fact whether they believe it or not
1: Sure right we are and yeah, we've got to do it. Um, yeah peacefully lovingly You know, it's going to take a lot of people before we get them, you know to a position where we can say well, you know You're outnumbered and you know, yeah someone with authority can do the arrest, but um, yeah, it's um it's where we are guys it is it's um imperative that we come together as a um you know unite with purpose all right and uh voice our opinions and do this uh very very smart and very very technically (laughs) okay because they will you know come running at us if we um and i agree teresa's exactly right in what she says but it's got to be gently gently done because we just do not have you know, we have the power of the people when they come together, no worries. And they're waking up and they're coming. But we just don't happen to have that nine, you know what I mean, and that little thing that gives us a bit of confidence, like Stella knows they've got there. You know, that's why the boys, you know, have got a different attitude over there. You know, they've sat and taken a bit, but now they're about to stand. So we'll see what happens over there. But, yeah, it's a very interesting topic, Teresa, and how to, you know, actually manipulate, manipulate our way to – that point of you know what I mean, right, guys? Stand down because uh, yeah, the country's had enough, and and it is our right. It is our right.
2: And you know also that I want the people to know, Australian people to know that when they arrested me, they put it on the news. Channel Nine News put two news broadcasts up there. Uh, one was on face, one is on Facebook, and one is on YouTube. And I'm going to re-upload those to my YouTube. That they. Uh, uh, said we tried to overthrow the government, which is true. We tried to get them arrested and jailed. And they, the two broadcasts, they didn't name me. They wouldn't. I was the leader of the group, but they wouldn't. They didn't name me. And one of them, they said the woman this, the woman that, the woman's been arrested and da da da. They tried to overthrow the government, but the corporate media knows all about it. They did two Channel Nine broadcasts when I was uh, locked up and in, in home detention and uh, going uh, censored for two years and two months. They wrote about ten corporate media articles about my case what they were doing what we did or you know a little bit of information uh not a lot of what they said was not actually correct but they at least they at least were broadcasting that I'd been in prison for trying to throw overthrow the government and that um There's about 10 corporate media articles and also everybody uh, needs to know if you put um, any corporate media article in archive.today, you can read it because otherwise they try and charge you and you can't read it properly. So they did broadcast about it and um, I got more corporate media coverage about it than some of these independent Australian independent media services. They've been censoring me and in rallies and all this sort of thing as well and that's not good at all. And because everybody needs to know that we really tried to get them arrested and jailed, and that and that the country can do it, the people can do it. If everybody knows that that's the objective, and that uh, the police have, uh, you know, go with a microphone out the front of their offices, that we need to demand they want we want these uh, government pe- so-called government people arrested and jailed for harming the population, and we keep uh, giving that message, then then you know we keep praying and fighting for it and speaking yeah. for it, oh, yeah. it, we, can, gotta, it, yeah. it we got it can happen it can
1: happen it can but we got to walk into it and you know right at this present time you know the education's great but we don't have the people that we need okay they'll just uh yeah remove us very very quickly so yes i agree it's going to get done i would imagine um but yeah when it gets done it's not right now it's um we need more people cranky and angry that can be taught that the only way to do this is non-kinetic and with love and peace, but numbers. All right, and when we can get that through, and that's our job, when we can get that through, we can do what we need to do.